You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Hello. Welcome. I am so excited for this episode. It is a spicy one. So grab your teacup and prepare to get served some piping hot tea. (laughs) What I mean by that is if you followed Evie and I or this podcast for any stretch of time, you probably know that one, we're extroverts. Two, we love sharing our lives and our stories. And we love sharing them specifically on the internet via this podcast or Instagram. And we are very open with a lot in our lives. And therefore, if you followed us for a while, you probably know a good chunk of stuff. Uh, That said, there is a lot that you don't know as well. Uh, We don't share everything on the internet, although today we're going to share more. (laughs) So we are sitting down and sharing three things each that we have never shared publicly or in depth before. And there is a lot of funniness coming your way. Also some tragic stories coming your way. And the tea is warm, y'all. So let's get to sipping. If we asked a room full of people this question, we are sure just about every hand in the room would be raised, ours included. Whether it's in your business, in motherhood, school, or even your marriage, there are moments when we all feel like we are filled with doubt and inadequacy. So if you're feeling this way... Ain't alone, my friend. We are here to help you reframe the thought patterns in your life to live in freedom and enjoy. Download our free guide to smashing that imposter syndrome at theheartuniversity.com forward slash imposter. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step out to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. This I'm is excited just going to be <laughs> This is going to be a fun girl chat. I am kind of nervous honestly <laughs> to reveal some of these that not nervous just it they'll be fun. It'll be fun. We are spilling some tea. So Lindsay, why don't you start us off? Okay. So, yeah, we're each going to share three things that you don't know. And most of these This first one, I think I've actually technically shared it on the internet, but I barely talk about it. And it's just like a fun fact. It's like a, what is the word I'm trying to think of? It's like a cool flex that I get to say (laughs) this. Um, So you might know this, but I'll tell more in-depth situations. Uh, I worked at Disney World from the January to August of 2014. I was in the Disney College program for anyone that knows that. Basically, it means when you're in college, Disney just gives free labor, basic gets free labor by, (laughs) by paying college students minimal money, which with then they spend in the parks. So they really got the good end of the stick in that situation. (laughs) Um, but it was so much fun. I was a character performer, which I like to be politically correct. I have to say I was friends with wink, 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 uh, a lot of the furry characters. So, um, I was friends with Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Lilo, Stitch, Piglet, all the furry short ones, really. Um, I thought I would be a shoe in to be friends with Tinkerbell and Alice in Wonderland, but I guess my face just was not quite that. So anyways, <laughs> I'm not bitter at all. I'm not salty about that at all. <laughs> I, I auditioned for those, but alas, the casting directors said no. Well, they didn't say no. They just didn't pick me. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so I got to stay in the fur, but it was the time of my life. Literally so fun. Like so fun. Um, yeah. I guess I, I'm trying to think of like a story that goes with it because like that's it's like a fun flex that I get to share that information. And I feel like people, I don't talk about it hardly ever, I feel like. And people typically don't know that I was a character performer. Um, so one of my favorite, uh, what am I saying? One of my favorite stories from that time was it was actually, I got parade trained and it it's so weird, the character performer life, like you don't get to choose a lot of, like you have to audition for this role even. Like a lot of the roles in the Disney college program to work in the park, you don't have to audition for, but because this one is kind of theatrical, obviously you're like pretending to be the characters. I mean, friends with, I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) You you have to audition for them. Um, And then you, you don't get a choice if you want to be in the parades or not. It like just randomly showed up on your, like shows up on your schedule one day. Um, Like an, 
I was roommates with another character performer and she never got like the parade training schedule on her or like the parade training like shift on her schedule. So she never got to be in parades. So it's like so weird that you can't, you don't have authority over this, but I just got lucky, I guess. Anyways, I got to be in the night parade. I can't remember what it's called. It's basically the light parade at night. If anybody has gone to Disney World, I don't even know if they do it anymore, but they used to do it anyways. um, So I got to be friends with Mickey and Minnie in the night parade. And this was at the end of my like eight months working there. So it was my last parade shift ever. Um, And I just knew that like, I was never going to work at Disney. And like, I just knew that this was not my career for life. And so I just was like treasuring this shift because it was the last time I would be like on a float going down. What is that called? Main street. (laughs) I would be going down main street and like, I just was like savoring this experience. And one of my roommates worked in the parade audience control. Like that's a job in the parks. It's so basically like for every parade, they like control the audience and make sure no one like runs in front of the floats. And they meet as a shift every time like a parade happens. And so she told everybody that night I was friends with Minnie on the float. Um, And so that night she told everybody that like was the workers that it was Minnie's last night. Like, so everybody basically along and they like, they, they lined the entire parade route the whole way. So mm-hmm. I was an emotional wreck already because it was just like the last time you, you know, that you're going to do something so cool that a lot of the majority of people don't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being on the float and like, as we went down every single parade audience person that like was working along the route was like clapping and they were like, good job, Minnie. Like they were just like, they were like making it. And I was like, so glad in that moment, not to be a face character because I was like bawling in my head. That's (laughs) in your mask. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've just completely just ruined the political correctness of that, (laughs) but I was like bawling and I was just like, so just like from the floats, like when you are first in town square or whatever it's called. I don't even remember. Um, and you're looking down main street and you see the castle. Like there's just like something, especially like you're, you're the magic in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, that's just like a memory I will treasure treasure forever because so many people don't get to experience it. And it was just like the coolest thing in the world. And it was a moment in my life that I was like, savor this because this will not happen again. Oh, I love that. How sweet yeah. that everyone, like the fellow coworkers and stuff did that for you too. That's so sweet. I have, wait, one one more real fast, the opposite end. One time I was friends with Stitch in a water park and somebody, this punk kid, banged my head so hard that Stitch's eye, like his eyeball <gasps> fell in. So like imagine imagine <sighs> you're, you're looking at Stitch and then all of a sudden the eye, which is what you see out of, like comes in. So then you could see like the human face. Like, <laughs> like the second it happened, I like covered my... I, like my face and like put my head down. And when you're a character, you have a character attendant with you. Um, and they just like, they're make, like they're in the event that things like this happen or that like, like a person, a fan, you could say gets like aggressive. I like had my head down and she was just thought I would think I was like acting or something. And she was like, Oh, Stitch, are you sad? And I was like trying to motion with my hand, like get come here. <laughs> no. And so finally, like I was like, come here. And finally she like came over and I like was hiding my hands with my paws. And I like put my hands out and she just like saw my eye and she was like, Oh, Stitch has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So we got a magical one and a not magical one. Okay. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. Well, mine is going to take a, a slightly different turn. <laughs> My first one. Um, I promise the rest are all lighthearted. But when Lindsay and I were talking about this, she was like, there's one obvious one that like you never talk about. Well, and I was it, like, you don't have to share this if you don't want to. But when we we're yeah. thinking of like, because we share so much of our lives online, I was like, I've, I don't think I've ever, I know it, but I don't think I've ever heard you ever talk about it online. Yeah. So it's definitely not something I talk about, but it's not something I don't not talk about this for any reason other than that I haven't felt like strongly led to. Like I haven't felt like the Lord's like, this is something I want to be like a consistent part of your online story or your brand or anything. Um, So I've just like never felt the need to, but there's no reason other than that. Like there's no pain around it anymore. Thank the Lord. That's a full credit to the Lord is his healing. But um what a lot of people don't know is I actually had, so I, people know I have three siblings, so two brothers and one sister, and I am the youngest, but I actually was not the youngest uh, for a long time. Um, my parents had two uh, identical twins 
after me. They were born when I was about four um, and they both had special needs. They were trisomy 13, which is one chromosome like away from Down syndrome. So very similar to Down syndrome. And they were the absolute like joy of our life. Like they were the center of our family in so many ways. Um, And they both had health issues and their names were Gloria and Grace. And uh, Grace ended up passing away. They were both in and out of the NICU for a lot of their lives just because of their health issues. Grace passed away from heart issues when she was two and a half months. Um, So she was pretty young and barely made it out of the hospital at all. So it was like very like in the hospital for like three months, basically for my family. Um, And then Gloria actually like we were told she would never be able to see. They were both born blind. I think they, like Grace had an extra finger. Like there was all sorts of stuff that was like, we were told they would never be able to see, never be able to walk, never be able to talk. Um, There's just like a lot of stuff. And there was so much with Gloria, especially because she lived to be two and a half, that was completely miraculous. Like God stories, like she started, like my mom was praying over her eyesight like every day. And this one time during prayer, my mom was like, you know, laying her hands over Gloria's eyes and praying over her. And she pulled her hand away. And for the first time, Gloria's eyes tracked my mom's hand. And it was like, like instant, like sight that she'd never had since birth that the doctor said she would never be able to have. Um, She was standing and crawling by the time she passed away, which we were told she would never do. Um, She was laughing. She like understood us. She was able to communicate, not with words, but like fully like communicating with sounds and motions and things. Anyways, they were our angels. They were our, our girls and our whole family is absolutely obsessed. And Gloria was a shock. Grace's death was kind of foreseen just because of the intensity of her issues from day one. She never really had like this light at the end of the tunnel that mm-hmm. we foresaw. We still fought for her, obviously. But with Gloria, she was like out of the woods. She was doing great. She was all good. So without going into like too much and making it too heavy, it was very, very shocking and should not have occurred. She should not have passed away. It was something that the doctors had missed that was very traumatic for our family. But she passed away when I was, I think I was almost seven. So we had like almost three years with her and it was so life-changing. And I think that's something that, you know, in, in hindsight now, like looking back, like there's no pain. Like I can say all of this without any feeling of like, hurt or pain. It's all just like sweet, fond memories and like joy and gratitude. And my whole family, I think something like that shaped obviously at such a formative age for me and my siblings, like shaped so much because we saw our parents holding on to the Lord with the diagnosis of like special needs during the pregnancy with, you know, the, the trauma and the issues like from birth onwards, the the traumatic like death of both of the children, the healing after and just them pointing us to the Lord like every step of the way. And the statistics too, this is one thing that like I am just like so proud of my parents for. The statistics of divorce go up dramatically when you have uh, a child with special needs born and they go up even more dramatically. It's like if you have children with special needs or like, you know, issues like that. Wait, that. That's so sad to me because if you have a child with special needs, they, like, they need support more than normal. Yeah, it's just, the, it's the the emotional, mental, physical, like, toll that it yeah, takes Yeah, no, that on, totally like, makes sense. You, it's like, I forget what the statistics are, but it's something like children with special needs increase your divorce chances up to, like, like by 50% and then having children die, like, increases them up, like, by, like, 80% or something. And wow. my parents, like, went through all of it. And like, never once we're like, we're not going to be together. Um, Uh, I can't even imagine. I didn't actually know. I knew they both died, but I didn't know that one died like really, really like baby young, like infant mm -hmm. young. But then like you said, Gloria was two and a half. Mm -hmm. That's like Eloise a year ago. Like, I'm just like trying to mentally like imagine that. Like, yeah. And obviously like if they, they weren't like maybe as, as like you said, they were like kind of, or she was kind of talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But still like fully like, like would laugh at our jokes, like would play with us, like 100%, like oh, very, that just very like cognitive. gives me, I mean, I already knew this and I already like <laughs> love your mom, but like I just can't, literally cannot imagine. Yeah. Um, like what, I mean, obviously you as children too, but like. Yeah, but so much harder. Child, yeah. yeah. 
and so much harder on like two my my older siblings were like much older. So uh-huh. you know, I was like six or seven when Gloria and you died. It? Oh, vividly. I guess you obviously remember things that like even normal things probably at that age, but then especially if it's like traumatic yeah. or, or important. Yeah. I mean, it was such a huge part of our lives. Like it was, you know, they required so much care. Like David and I, my brother and I would be playing with Gloria for, you know, every day to allow my mom freedom to be able to like go down to the basement and do laundry and cook meals for us. Like it was yeah. very integral part of our lives. Um, but yeah, I mean, even for my older siblings, like even more so and really shaped like them as well. Cause they had to be all hands on deck. Like it was a full family, all hands on deck to like raise yeah. these girls. No, that makes um, sense. But yeah, that's, that's one fact that not a lot of people know about me. And I actually, I've had people say stuff too of like, you know, oh, you're so joyful because nothing bad has ever happened to you. I'm like, if you knew some of the stories of like hard stuff that's happened to me in life, like, you know, that as a child, but like as an adult, yeah. like, no, it's the, it's the joy of the Lord. The I joy swear of the God, Lord. it is God. <laughs> Anyways, uh. it's the only sad one. The others are like funny and cute, but that okay, was well, one how that... Do I, how do I transition <laughs> out of that? To my... Wait, yours is... Okay, hang on. Let's transition this way. So that was a testimony of the Lord. Now we're going to talk about Lindsay's adolescent years and some <laughs> of her first awkward experiences. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about my first kiss, but... I technically have two because my first actual kiss, like physical lips to other lips, was a stage kiss um, when I was, I think, 16 years old. I was a late bloomer, y'all. True, okay. true thespian. True thespian. Yeah, no, really. I was like so <laughs> proud of like being like an actress at that time because like, oh, wow, my first kiss is a stage kiss. How cool. <laughs> um, and I remember it was for The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, I was Esmeralda and... I wore a wig and tanned. So that's how to explain that. Um, but, uh, and the, the, my first kiss was the actor that was playing Fabus in that story. Basically like, you know, the hunchback, it's like Fabus is like the hot blonde one in the cartoon anyways. And I remember, I'll try to make this brief. Like we, when we were running all of the, like the scenes, uh, Mrs. Marion, our teacher, like didn't have us, when she had us run that, she didn't have us do the kiss until one time when it, we were running through something that scene wasn't even on the call like that day but she at the end she was like hey Tyler Lindsay can you stay after we're gonna run the Esmeralda and Fabu scene and I was like oh and so then everyone left and I think my friend Lauren like had drove me so she had to stay in the audience um and b- before we ran it Mrs. Marion was like uh, let's go do the kiss tonight thanks <laughs> and I I think she was doing that just to like have us get the awkwardness of doing it for the first time out of the way. I don't think she knew that it was my first kiss, but even still like kissing in a high school production, like I think she just had the awareness to be like, let's just get that out of the way, not in front of everybody else that's watching this. Yeah. Like all the other cast members. And then once that's done, then we'll just like kiss, like we'll run it fully through every time after that. So like, (laughs) I remember Lauren, Lauren knew, like my friend knew that this was my first kiss. And I was like, "Ah!" like when she was like, we're going to do the kiss. We're going to do the kiss. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was literally just like a peck because like, what else is it when you're a freaking high schooler and doing a scene for, it's like not real. Um, <laughs> and so I remember doing it and then like Lauren took me home and we were just like giddy in the car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> had she had a kiss? Was she like, oh my gosh, what was it like? <laughs> I don't, I do not remember. I do That's not remember. Hilarious. So that was like first real one. But then I have to, ch- I was sharing this story before when we were outlining this episode with Evie because it's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> My first real kiss, like w- like real, like he meant to kiss me and not was like, was not just obligated to. Um <laughs> was with my first boyfriend, but I don't think we were dating yet. I think we were on our way, I think. And we were at, in my bedroom. I think we were home alone. I can't remember when my mom was, but we were playing Crash Bandicoot Racing. If anybody knows that on the PlayStation, I'm dating myself, but uh, <laughs> we were playing Crash Bandicoot Racing and we were doing a race. And at the time, um, I remember... What? What are you telling this is a lifestyle episode, and I'm telling the story of my first kiss. <laughs> Did Andrew come rushing in? <laughs> no, I actually came in at a good time. Oh, do you want to stay here? Maybe. He wants to hear it. Okay, well, I have to. I have to. Can Hayden needs to cut this out? No, can Hayden keep this in the episode? This is gold. <laughs> the husband comes rushing I'll in. Tell everyone. What? Tell everyone. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Because I guess, okay. All right. Evie's forcing me not to have our editor cut this out. Um, Where was I? Now my husband with our child is standing right beside me. It's fine. Um, Third child. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Where was I? What was I saying, Evie? You were playing video games. Oh yeah, we were playing Crash Bandicoot Racing. And I don't remember what I said would happen if he won. Maybe I would give him a piece of candy, something stupid. But he was like, if you win this race, I will. I have something special for you. Like, oh, I roll. What? I wonder what that is. <laughs> um, and so we did it. And obviously, he clearly let me win. Like, obviously. Um, and so he had I motive. <laughs> He had motive. And so I won and he was like, close your eyes. I'm like, okay. Um, I'm probably dramatizing this, but also not. Um, so he had me close my eyes and then he took my hand and like led me out from my bedroom to the living room. We were sitting down and now we're, I'm standing up in my living room. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But now we're in my living room and he's like spin around and he spins me around like 10 freaking times. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, what is going on? Like, I knew what the surprise was. But now I'm like, what are you doing? And then like, my, he did it to throw you off. <laughs> but then my eyes were still closed. And then he like comes in to kiss me. And so I, I'm not prepared because my <laughs> eyes are closed and I don't know what's happening. And all of a sudden there's like wet lips on my lips. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so that was my first oh. real kiss. So you didn't save yourself for me? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> we're just, like, we're I'm just walking talking. Out. <laughs> We're just talking about kisses. I did save myself for marriage. Thank you very much. Okay, he kissed me. Great. All right. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It's times like this where our podcast really needs to be on video. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Hello. I wanted to interrupt this episode really quick to remind you that we have an apparel shop with heart-filled pieces. (laughs) See what we did there? That we have designed with you in mind. In the shop, we've got t-shirts, crop tops, sweatshirts, mugs, hats, and more, all created with comfy and cute designs that you can rock in your everyday life. This collection is for you if you love the show and want to share it with your friends in a cool way, or if you want to wear something cute as heck that was intentionally designed with powerful phrases to remind you that you can do it. You were made to be a world changer and that the Lord created you wildly capable of big freaking things. Now, Obvi, this is a podcast and we can't show you how cute as heck these pieces are on the show. So run, don't walk to the heart shop to check out our apparel and more. You can head to www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash apparel to grab your favorite pieces today. Want to know what both Evie and I use for our skincare? Our absolute favorite non-toxic skincare products are without a doubt Primally Pure. Yes, if you've been searching for a natural, non-toxic skincare company, you can actually feel solid about using, knowing that the ingredients won't harm you and are derived from nature, then I'm not joking when I say that you need to try Primally Pure. Evie and I have been using Primally Pure for our skincare for a couple of years now, and we are legit in love. Like, we love that every product has minimal, safe, all-natural ingredients that, I'm not joking, smell divine and make our skin look and feel healthy and beautiful. Yeah, some of our favorite products that we've used from Primally Pure are their charcoal deodorant, the cleansing oil, their lavender complexion mist, and their clarity serum. Like, Every freaking product of theirs, we're not kidding, knocks it out of the park as far as quality and making our skin feel incredible. For 10% off your order, you can use code HEARTANDHUSTLE, that's all caps, no spaces, at checkout using the link in our show notes. We know that you're going to love Primally Pure as much as we do. Again, that's code HEARTANDHUSTLE for 10% off your order today. All right. Well, this is the perfect segue because my next uh, fact or thing that you might not know about me, I honestly don't know if I've ever shared this online before. And again, not for any real reason. I just like, I don't know if this ever came out in like a Q&A or anything. Anyways, so my first kiss uh, was with my husband, uh, Landon. That's so beautiful though. That's so precious. <laughs> He's literally like my first everything. Like my first guy I ever held hands with, my first kiss, my like first, first, oh, like everything. Hands. I literally don't even remember the guy <laughs> I held hands with. I didn't know that was a category of mental thought. <laughs> no, it was because I literally, yeah, it was literally my first date. He was everything. That's, um, we love that for you. Okay. Ironically, ironically, I did go on other dates. We had like a breakup period and whatnot. But yeah, anyways. So long story short, uh, my first kiss was with him. It was way back in 
I think it was 2016. Maybe it was 27. It was 2017 because we met in 2016 and we officially started like dating in early, 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 like February of 2017. So anyways, I'm like 19. I, we met in ministry school together in like Northern California. And I was clearly very like saving myself for like serious relationships. So I told him, I was like, hey, I don't want to hold hands. Like at first, I just want to get to know each other. I don't want to kiss for a while. I just really want to like get to know each other and like develop our relationship before we start adding in the physical elements. So he knew that. We only lasted like two weeks before we started holding hands. I was going to say, I photographed you pretty (laughs) soon after you were dating and y'all were kissing. You photographed us in April. We started dating in January or February. So that's a few months. Yeah, still. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And we, we didn't last that long. So, okay. <laughs> so we uh, started holding hands like two weeks into dating. Like could not, not. We were both physical touch people. So that was fun. But <laughs> kissing, we actually lasted a good while. I think we lasted like two months, um, which is hard when you're like very attracted to the person and spending in ministry school situation, especially like every single day together. So that was like a lot of hanging out time. <laughs> right. Anyways, we went on a hike. Uh, we were having a date combined with, I was photographing uh, a hammock for a brand, like product photography of a hammock. Uh, we went on a hike and combined like shooting that hammock in the woods on a hike or whatever. It was actually like a big viewpoint. So we go like hike up to this viewpoint and we set up this hammock. We took a bunch of product shots. Um, and then we're just sitting in the hammock, like side by side, like legs dangling over the side and whatnot, like kind of looking over the vista and the view. And Landon turns to me and he goes like so quietly, he's like, I'd really like to kiss you. Would it be okay if I, if I kissed you now? And I was so romantic and we're like wild about each other at this point. And I was like, sure. And he like leans in, like gives me my first kiss. It was so sweet. It was like magical. It was one of those like like fireworks moments for me. It was not Crash Bandicoot running in circles or like spinning in circles. No, it was actually like very sweet and romantic. And I was like, oh, I like this. But what's funny and what I did not know, he didn't tell me for like months to years. I don't remember. It was a long time. I had no idea. He told me later (laughs) that... I was so nervous, which I knew I was nervous, but I didn't know he knew I was that nervous. He's like, you were so nervous. You were trembling and you were shaking the entire hammock. And I was like, what? That's so embarrassing. The whole hammock is just like shaking. <laughs> like can I kiss you and then it's like an earthquake (laughs) (laughs) that's literally what he said he said he he turned and asked me to kiss me and (laughs) immediately he's like I can feel you start shaking (laughs) I was like well there goes my calm cool like like persona I was trying to give off When you're like, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'd like that. Like, shake. <laughs> I'm literally crying. It was oh, so funny. Was so fun. Oh, man. That's a treasure. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, wow. I <laughs> oh, I also forgot to mention uh, the the guy who was my first boyfriend, who was my official real first kiss, shot his wedding. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, it was great. Okay, okay, you, have another, okay. you have another, this story though is so good. I remember you like told it to me in so much detail once when we were hanging out in Hawaii like years ago. It's like, because it's, it's so like, good. It's the story of my first love. And I, it, it was so convoluted and involved that it was it literally, <laughs> if I told the whole thing right now and went into every single detail, we would be here for three hours. She's not joking because that's literally how long it took her to tell me <laughs> this story before. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. It was like an entire evening that we spent talking Yeah, so about this is the last episode of a batch record day and my family's having dinner without me. Oh, oh, well, about, about to. Um, so I'm going to try to <laughs> give this story justice, but also like not give you the three hour version for your sake and mine. Um, where to begin? <laughs> okay. Where do I begin? Okay. So in, oh, how do I, okay. I'm going to have troubles sharing this <laughs> in a condensed way. Basically <laughs> in high school, senior year, I believe I went to a Christian conference in 
uh, Tennessee. Um, it was like for covenant churches, like the youth, it was like a youth conference or whatever. And I met based on how it was like, I went with my youth group and I met this boy from Washington, Seattle ish area. Um, and his name was Max. And I remember just being like heart eyes at first sight. I was like, he's so cute. I'm like a high schooler or whatever. And I like, we, like our group hung out with his group a little bit. Um, and then we went home and I think we were Facebook friends. And this, imagine like high school Lindsay. She watches the Disney channel. She listens to Taylor Swift. I really haven't changed that much now that I'm saying <laughs> those things. But like, you know, heart eyes and high school Lindsay was like, how cool would it be? I like him. Like, he's so cute. What if we became pen pals? <laughs> <laughs> so, so high school Lindsay reaches out via Facebook Messenger to him and is like, Hey, Max, like, what you doing? Like, whatever, whatever. Okay. Long story short, I asked him to be my pen pal because I'm like, I live in Kansas. You live in Seattle. Like, we're long distance. We'd be fun to be friends. I'm like making fun of myself with this tone, by the way. I don't actually sound <laughs> like this. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he agrees to be pen pals. And for the next, I don't know how long, like, couple years, we are legitimate pen pals. But, like, but, we have each other's number and we also Facebook message. So like, it's not like just communication via e or via letter. Um, but I remember I was, this is actually funny looking back on this because I'm a literal photographer, but he was a photographer at the time, but not of like he, people. He like took photos of just like lifestyle scenery. Um, and I just remember being so impressed by his artistry. And I was uh, like, that's wow. why you got into photography. I just, kidding. that's not, that's <laughs> not why I got into photography. <laughs> But that's why I'm saying it's funny looking back on that. Like that, that's what impressed me. Um, well that, and I remember he had like such a good fashion sense. Um, and he really liked how I met your mother and like Barney was, <laughs> this, this sounds bad. Barney was like his inspiration as far as, far as like style. <laughs> like not, not obviously in how Barney actually is as a character. We, yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> And so we were pen palling back and forth for a while. And I just re remember like the crush was like so hard. Like it was like ridiculous. I was just like <laughs> pining from afar, <laughs> listening to Taylor Swift. You know, this is why I have it. Okay, you belong with me. <laughs> oh, literally, like literally. Um, and so, but we were like always friends and I was like so insecure at that point. I mean, guys, I had my first kiss when I was like 17. So like it, I, I just was like insecure in the sense of like, no guy would ever like me. Although this is still after I dated. Oh no, maybe this was before. I think I dated my high school boyfriend in between this. I think I did. Anyways, so eventually I was like, oh, he also wanted to go, like we were in high school, beginner college, I think at this time. And he wanted to go uh, into school to be a pilot, like an airline pilot. Um, and his, I think his parents were flight attendants, I think. Whatever they were, I think they were flight attendants. Basically, he got like, he got to fly for free in places. So I was like, you should come visit me. Um, <laughs> and so I think this was in like 2011, I want to say something like that. Um, and so finally he came to visit me in Kansas. Uh, Ooh. But like, again, I'm still like, so like, he's coming here for free. He doesn't like me. Like <laughs> being so just like in my head about this. And so I gave him a, just like a tour of like, I think I was at college at this point. So I, I don't know. We, we saw like a show. We visited friends. I took him to Worlds of Fun in Kansas City. We had a great time. Um, but like he meeting him in person, I was like pining. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and the last time or the last night that he was there, he like flew out the next morning. morning we stayed up all night. Like laying on my bed. That sounds like bad. It wasn't. Um, just like talking. And I still was like, he doesn't like me. And I would like tell friends this story and they'd be like, Lindsay, he, <laughs> he flew across the country for, for you. And I'd be like, it was free. And he, they were still like, he took time out of his day. Like he did not have to, or like his life, he did not have to do that. And I'd be like, he's just too cool for me. Um, and then, so he went back to, he went back to Seattle and then that was like thinking like August. And so then that, yeah, that was in August because September 1st on my birthday. And for my birthday, my mom gave me tickets to go see, to Seattle that Christmas, not Ooh. over Christmas, but, but like right before Christmas. So I was like, live in large. Um, oh, see, I'm already, okay. I got to speed this up. Lord almighty. Um, and <laughs> You're so not even started. <laughs> no, I am. I'm like, I skipped a lot in that yeah. Kansas trip. It's fine. Um, so then I came 
I went to Seattle and I had never been to the Pacific Northwest before. So like my little traveler heart that lived in the Midwest was like, yes, I'm just so excited. Um, I remember he took me to like Snoqualmie Falls. I think that's how you call it. We went to Pike's Place for the first time. I was just like, wow, I'm living a rom-com, except not because he doesn't like me. Still was tracking <laughs> on that. Um, and we hung out like the whole time. And then I remember, I think like two nights before I left, we were like talking up late. And then finally he kissed me. Ooh. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> Your denial was burst. <laughs> yep, it was. It was. And then I remember we had like a very mature but not mature conversation of being like, we don't live near each other. Let's not date. Let's not do long distance. But like, I don't remember the solution that we came to. It was literally just like, let's still be friends. <laughs> yeah, well, it was like, let's be friends. And I literally can't even remember. It's, uh, it's so long ago, whatever. So it was like magical. And then we went ice skating like the day after. And then we kissed, I think there. I don't remember. Whatever. And then... I remember literally going, this is such a visual representation because it literally felt like a rom-com. He dropped me off at the airport and I was, we were the people in the airport that were like kissing before I left. And I was like, this is literally a movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm here for the drama of this. I'm here for the drama. (laughs) Um, And then I left. And then I remember sleeping on that flight all the way back to Kansas because we stayed up the whole last night because it was like our last night together. And we didn't know. (gasps) Because, like, we're in college or high school. It's, like, whatever. Anyways, and, like, that, I was still, like, uh, I was in love, like, at that point. Like, probably. I don't remember. But, like, just, like, head over heels. But, like, also, it's so weird when I think back up to this story. Because, like, I was in love, but I, like, never dated him. Like, like, we never, it wasn't ever a situation like that. Um, And then I remember in July of 2012... I don't know how I remember the dates so specifically. Wow. <laughs> it like, was I'm a big part of your life. <laughs> but I'm like happily married with three children, y'all. So like, just remember where I am talking about this. <laughs> um, I remember in July of 2012, he he called me up out of the blue. And I was like, oh, wow, he's calling me. Because I feel like I usually was the one to like communicate with him first. Oh, red flag. I, Sorry, yep. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, yep. And he called me. And I remember I was in the summer and I was taking a summer class, like a summer film class. And I had to, he called me, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm writing a paper on the movie Matilda. I think that's what it was. And so it had to be due that night. So just, just let's preface this. He knew when he called me that that night I had work to do. Like I had a paper to send in. So let's just remember that. And then we spend an hour small talking or not even small talking, just like talking about like life. And then finally, I think he just worked up the courage. And like looking back on this, like poor freaking guy, poor guy. I was such a B. Like I was the <laughs> worst person. Anyways, uh, so he finally is like, so I'm in college and I met this girl and my friends are really uh, encouraging me to like date her and I really like her. And the second, like the, it, it, that was probably like my first like heartbreak. Yeah. Like the high school boyfriend, whatever. No, not heartbreak. <laughs> this was like my first like heartbreak. Also, also, this was July of 2012. The Red Album by Taylor Swift came out that fall. So, like, that that was her breakup album. So, like, y'all, all too well. Like, we, yes, yes. We can imagine the, anyways. But it, it's so, like, funny talking about it because, like, I literally didn't date him. And it, so it felt like a breakup, but, like, I wasn't dating him. But you were, you were emotionally my, dating yes, him. A hundred percent, a hundred percent in my mind. I don't know about him. Probably, maybe, I don't know. But that still hurts. <laughs> oh, it, it hurt. I was like an absolute wreck. I was literally like, what? Can, I was like, pathet- looking back. And again, I can't remember. This is like so blurry of a memory, but it was like, can I, we can date long distance. Like what? Like it was just like so sad. Like Aww. in that moment, but also... Boy intentionally did not wait to tell me that. I had a paper on Matilda to give, y'all. <laughs> it was due by midnight. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And what's funny, can I share this? Oh, wait, well, I don't know what you're going to share. Well, do you still have more? Oh, do I? I don't know. You share what you're going to share. Well, I was just going to say, what's funny is he's still, like, you guys are still friends. Like, oh, yeah. For the most part. And he s- follows both of us and, like, trolls all of our, like, <laughs> polls or, like, comments. Anytime we're like, do you want to see this tutorial? And, you know, we'll give the options of, like, yes or no. He always, I know Max because Max is always, like, voting no on, like, every poll. 
He seems like a great guy. He's awesome. <laughs> no, he's a great guy. He got married, uh, I think, last like year or something. So yeah, no, he's great. He's he's awesome. It, but I remember in that moment, like I was like a B, like an absolute. Like I was so I was like, you broke my heart, you bastard. Not really, <gasps> but like like I just remember being like so heartbroken. I didn't want to talk to him. I ghosted him because he wanted to have his cake and eat it too. In my opinion, like at the time, yeah. he wanted to still be friends with me, but then pursue this girl and be girlfriend boyfriend with her. And I was like. No, like I, you have <laughs> shredded my heart in two. Like I'm not, no, I'm not, you've ruined everything. And I remember like, I think a few months later, he, like she broke up with him and he texted me and he was like, she broke up with me. I Like I now know like what I did to you. I'm so sorry. And my response was like, I hope you like enjoy how it feels or something like that. Like <laughs> Lindsay. I know, no, I was like an absolute awful person. Oh my gosh. I mean, good for you. No offense, Max. But it seems like there was like there was some immaturity and like red flags in both of your ends. Oh, both. Yes, both. Like both of y'all. So good for you for kind of like recognizing like, hey, I'm not going to keep sticking around for this. I'm out. Uh, but also it sounds like you definitely didn't do it with like healthy motives. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no. You were like, I'm going to punish you. Good. I'm glad you know what the heartbreak feels like now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. And then, and then after that, like time healed and then we became like amicable. Is that the word? Uh Uh-huh. Amicable. Um, and it never was like to the, to the level of friendship that it was before, but it it was like better. It was a lot better. Cool. Yeah. I remember when I, I think I had a layover in Seattle when we lived in Hawaii and I like, he's a airline pilot now. And so like, we like met up in the Seattle airport and like had like lunch together and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So he's cool, except for the trolling. <laughs> except for, no, even the trolling I find very humorous, especially knowing know, your history. It's very funny. I think he like follows Brady too. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. All right. Oh, your last story. All right. Or your last, your last thing. What is the episode title? Three things you don't know about us. Okay. Yeah. My last thing. It's, uh, it's pretty short, but the, the first trip I took to Hawaii, um, to hang out with Lindsay, this was what? Was this winter of 2017 or winter of 2018, depending on when it was? It was January of 2018. Okay. So because it was the it was the first time you ever came to Hawaii to visit me. If yep. anybody okay, this is <laughs> if anybody has followed us for the entirety of our friendship, at least since we kind of started the heart mostly, if you will remember um, military dude or whatever we called him, military man or marine man. Marine, marine man. man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the first time, the first time that Evie ever came to Hawaii to visit me, she sat on an airplane. She was, this was during her gap break with Landon. She yeah. was not dating him. She sat on an airplane. I think the air, like the flight was from LA or San Diego to yeah. Honolulu. And, uh, you were texting me before the flight took off and you were like, I'm sitting next to the most attractive marine man ever. <laughs> and, and like we were texting back and forth and I was documenting the entire freaking thing on my stories. Yeah. And so everyone was invested and we were like, what's going to happen once they land? It's a six hour flight. Like the drama, we were hyping it up. It was that, that trip. Funny. The story it that was. she's about to tell is that trip. But different story. <laughs> Although that, yeah, yeah. that in and of itself is a good story, but that has been shared online. If people have followed for that long, there was tea. We talked, we sat next to each other and then we talked the whole flight and then we, we exchanged numbers. Like it was a whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, no, this was that trip. I think it was my my bag got lost, which happened multiple times on multiple trips to Hawaii to like see you and do weddings and shoots and whatnot. But my whole bag got lost, so I didn't have any clothes. And I think well, it was, that makes sense. I couldn't remember why you were wearing my outfit. Yeah, no, my whole like suitcase was just missing. And I think it was was it it was the first or second night that I was there. Not that that's relevant, but like. I didn't have anything and had no way of getting anything. And yeah. I imagine like this is, we met in Mendocino, California, like for doing a shoot. And then we had never seen each other until now. Like this, right. this was like the first time that we had really like hung out. Although extended. we were, we were, yeah, we were having like lots of FaceTimes and we'd followed each other for like, I think four years at that point. So like, right, right. we definitely felt, and we're both very like, comfortable people it was no there was no awkwardness but it definitely was like we already felt like besties but we definitely were not the besties we are now so anyway I we Lindsay was having like a girls night with several of her friends um ironically there was this sweet southern like teacher in that group that I like really loved that night I was like she seems so sweet and I love her she is now our executive assistant (laughs) that has been with us for like five years, but I didn't know it at the time, but that's the first night I met Rachel. Anyways, uh, we were hanging out with Rachel and a couple other, like one other girl. 
And we were going out for like a girl's night, like dinner uh, in Honolulu. And I had no clothing. So Lindsay is like dressing up or whatever and like starts pulling out like some dresses for like me to consider. Wait, I have a question. Did yeah. we go to dinner in Honolulu knowing what would come after? Or no, was that like no, an off That was spontaneous. Okay, that makes more sense because we dressed, let me just give you a visual. <laughs> we dressed in like a very like conservative dress that you would wear to like church, like buttoned like up even, all to the- Yeah, even more conservative than like even a church dress. Like it was like prairie- like a long, long flowy prairie <laughs> dress. Like imagine cottagecore kind of before cottagecore was a thing. Like that type of dress is what we wore to dinner. And but now like, proceed. Like the- long sleeves, the neckline all the way up to the neck, floor yeah. length all the way down to the floor. Like really looking back, I'm like, those were not the most attractive dresses, period. Let alone well, for like a night out. They were they were in style at the time. But and like, we didn't know there was cute. a night. So we thought we were having dinner in Honolulu. So now proceed with okay. where we went so, with those dresses. So we are wearing dresses like this. And we go to dinner. We're all having like a girl's night. One of the girls uh, there, like our our friend, Lindsay's friend, Erica, um, is like dressed to the nines. Like girl looks amazing. Like little black dress and black heels. And Lindsay and I are like frumps. And <laughs> like, like we were just having fun. We went out to dinner. We had a good time. And then as we were like leaving dinner, a couple of the other girls were like, we should go grab drinks or something. And I was like, hi, I'm so sorry. I'm 20. Um, <laughs> and we were like joking back I and forth. I don't even think you were 20. I think you were like 18. No, I was 20 because, oh, okay. yeah, I was 20. Okay. Um, but I was underage. I couldn't have gotten into the bars that they were talking about going to or the, the you know, restaurant clubs, whatever that we were talking about going right. to. And, and everybody else, like I'm six years older than Evie. And then the two girls that were with us were like older than us. Like 10 years older than me. Like- you yeah. know, they were like 30, 33, 35. Um, and I'm like this little baby 20 year old in my little prairie <laughs> dress. That's like, hi, I'm underage. Like I'm definitely, you know, open to this, but I don't know if I can get in. I don't want to ruin the night for you girls. And so we like joked around about like me trying to, to borrow Erica's ID or whatever. And like, she's tall blonde, like was not going to happen. And so I was like, you know what, let me just try, like, let's go. There was this like, like speakeasy vibe. It's called, is it called the study? Yeah, it's called this. It's a, if anybody knows, it's in the modern Honolulu Hotel, I believe. And it's a library themed bar called The Study, where like it's a bookshelf in a lobby that then like opens to like the hidden, she calls it a speakeasy, but I mean, that's kind of like the vibe. It's like the vibe of like hidden hidden. bar that like, you know, VIP or whatever. Anyways, so we're like, let's try this. Let's see if I can get in. And we were like all, they were all joking and they were like, just be confident, like head up, like, you know, hand him your ID, like smile, look him in the face, like do not pretend, you know, like, so we're all like joking about it. All the other girls go in front of me and I come in last and I just hand this guy my like real genuine ID that tells that I am underage. And And (laughs) he like, I look up at him and smile. I was like, hi, how's your day going? He's like, good. How's yours? Like, I'm just playing it cool. And he like looks down at my ID and he's like, all right, you're good to go. And I like walked in and like looked at the girls and we all looked at each other and we're like, we can't believe that worked. Like I was literally ID checked and he let me in. This isn't an educational podcast episode, but if there was a point to be made, <laughs> the confidence with which she looked him in the eye and gave him her ID knowing full well, well it was wrong. I What I realized later is I think because that was January of 2018 or whatever, that year would, if he was just looking at the year on my birth date, it would have technically been the correct year. It was just looking at the month. It was seven months. I was seven months from my 21st birthday. So it was, I was definitely underage, but if he just looked at the year, he, I can see how he let me in. Oh, well, I just think it was your attitude. (laughs) Well, I think that definitely helped. I think if I had been like very, you know, like nervous nervous and like not looked him in the eye and like, you know, whatever, he probably would have checked much more closely. So I think it definitely was a big part of what got me. We just like were fully expecting with you at the back of the line to like not be able to get in. Yeah. Well, what's funny then? So I get in, all the other girls, Lindsay, Rachel, like everyone else is married I am not. This was, again, during my break period with Landon. And uh, I am single as a Pringle. And (laughs) all the other girls, it was like a very busy bar that night. A bunch of guys start coming up to like, you know, this group of like four ladies who are all, you know, hanging out, having fun, talking, laughing. And every single one of these dang women starts... (laughs) 
flowing, like flipping up their hands to show off their rings and be like, sorry, we're married, but she's not. And like literally started throwing me under the bus. What was it? Like, it was crazy. I was like in this prairie dress in this like nice high-end, like vibey bar (laughs) with like all these guys. Like an aggressive amount of hit on people like an aggressive amount of men hit on Evie considering what she was wearing which was like a grandma dress I think I had literally like 15 to 20 guys either ask for my number wanting to talk wanting to dance wanting to buy me a drink like it was insane and I was like do you see what I'm wearing? (laughs) It was not the outfit that's like give me attention it's like I'm a mom like type of outfit but ironically, you weren't. <laughs> like, no, not even close. Oh, it was funny, but it was a good time. We still laugh about that story to this day. Like what what fun first impressions of like hanging out with Rachel and like Lindsay and I, like one of our first hangs together. <laughs> like, I remember also like telling you, I was like, cause we only went cause I think Erica invited us and like, I like, I don't mind like a casual, like, oh, I'll go to a bar occasionally. But I remember being like, oh, this is like the first time we're really hanging out. And I kept being like, I'm not like this, I promise. (laughs) You're like, this isn't my norm. And I I don't go to Waikiki like on the daily or on the nightly. What's funny is like, I knew that. Like I wasn't even like, we'd followed each other and been like online friends for so many years that I was like, I But it's still like one of the first times that we're hanging out like in the evening, I take you to a bar. But it's like, you like sneak me in underage to a bar. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do not recommend uh, disobeying the law. So, you know, don't do that. But I didn't. It was fun. Anyways, <laughs> we had a good time. Okay, that is the end of uh, our little three things. I hope that, you know, tea spilling and that was heart, just heart bearing was fun. <laughs> that was story time with Evie and Lindsay is what that was. <laughs> send us a DM if you listen to this episode. Screenshot, share, but also like send Lindsay and I a DM either to the heart or to our personal pages. And like, if you, if this made you laugh or like whatever, if you want to share your first kiss stories with us or anything, like yes. we we want to chat with you. So We want to know your first kiss, your first loves. Did yes. you have a pen pal? Did you work <laughs> at Disney? Did you... I was going to say, no, I was, we're not going to go to the sad one. Um, oh. <laughs> well, you can. Like if people, if genuinely, if people have experiences similarly. Oh, that's true. And what, then DM Evie. And want to talk probably, like, yes. I am more than happy to talk about my sisters or, you know, losing a sibling or whatever. So I'm always yeah. here. I really, now that I'm thinking about this, like the fact that Max trolls us, I really hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. I didn't really think that through. <laughs> if he does. Hi, Max. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, I don't think he does. It's great. Also, there's nothing like you guys were kids and you oh, yeah, are no, still I know, friends I know. and he's a great guy and you respect him and it's all good. Absolutely. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I just was a bee sharing Taylor Swift cryptic messages just to, and just not a nice person. Anyways. Okay. Great. We love you guys. We hope you have a great, fantastic rest of your day. Um, and we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>